Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Rhapsody Pattern and Drafting Guide. Our innovative approach to garment sizing and drafting lets you take your measurements and plot them on a pre-printed drafting guide to get a better foundation for a perfect fit. Go to SewHere.com patterns to get access now. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And I, uh, today, we are going to be answering some questions that we've gotten in the Facebook group. I love it when... Okay, do you ever dream about podcasting, though? You know, I don't know. I've had a couple nightmares. Oh. Like, we did, you know, the whole thing and then you didn't have it recorded or... Oh my God, the Wi-Fi's on. You didn't ask me if the Wi-Fi... Is the Wi-Fi on, Mallory? No, yes, it is. Turn Wi-Fi off. Oh, my God. We've lost a couple episodes of that. If you're looking into starting a podcast <laughs> and you use Audacity, do not have your Wi-Fi on. While so you do are... you need... Do we need to no, start over? No, I think we're okay. okay. I think we're okay. All right. Well, maybe we should start over because I was going to say what we were doing. And Let's then you're like, over. do you dream about podcasting? Let's start over. No, it's good. We're taking some questions from the Facebook group. Thank you all who submit questions. They're they're good. And sometimes we don't think of everything because we're in a different place and people's perspectives. Or if you're sewing or... something different. Mm -hmm. or, or here's the other thing. We've already answered it. It's just that you weren't there or, you know, like, or you forgot we answered it or you weren't interested in it at the time so you didn't put it in your mind bank. And that was something like when we had the, the storefront. Yeah. I would think... I have said this 42 times today. Oh, well, it was to 42 different people, so I have to keep saying it, right? But... ZD is not complaining about your questions. No, no, I'm just saying like... that, you know, <laughs> when you're giving out information, sometimes you have to repeat it. Yeah, no, I like, I like getting, and you know, I know I like to get information. Sometimes I'm not ready for it. Right. Like, you know, in certain, or, well, our, you know. Well, our, our people will say, we've had that on, you know, the Facebook page where people will say, well, don't they know the rules? Blah, blah, blah. The rules yeah. have been stated here a hundred times. Well, maybe they're new. Maybe they're new. Maybe yep. they haven't been active on the page. You know, you just don't know. There's new people all the time or whatever. Or I had a really not, funny not idea. Not everybody sees every post either. I had a really funny idea for a, a Facebook status oh, in no. the group. and it was, Oh, no. She thinks she's being funny I now. Said, I want, I want to say, if I have to remind people that it's okay to swear here one more time, well, it's just another bleeping Wednesday. <laughs> but, 
But I didn't post that. But people who listen to the podcast. Dropping the bombs on the Facebook page. That just might. um, So Facebook really means F-bomb. Did you know that F-B? No. Thanks for telling me. That's what it means. Okay. (laughs) On our Facebook page. Okay. This question is from Colette. Tearing versus cutting wovens. Is one truly better than the other? And why did fabric stores stop the practice? Okay. So let's talk about tearing wovens and okay when well, it can be useful and when it's not useful well when you tear it you're tearing on the grain yeah and you're finding the true grain yep you will also find that that your fabric maybe isn't on grain that's right that it's actually crooked or it's you know it's been contorted and it gets contorted not in the factory or not when like they put it on the bolt it's usually because it's been on the bolt Mm-hmm. And something's been laid on top of it, or it's been so when the you know all those bolts that are standing on end, that's taking the fabric out of grain. Right. So it doesn't all go out of grain. Right. But you know that is one way that it happens. So I think Colette is, yeah, you know, she her experience has been that she'd go to a fabric store mm-hmm. and in the past they'd tear it for right. her, and maybe now they don't. I will tell you this. It depends on what fabric store you go to, too. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's what and I wanted to say. And we used to tear yeah. as much as we could, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now, there's also pulling a thread. Yes. Okay. So not all wovens can be torn. That's, that's yes. Uh, okay, because it, you go to tear them and, you know, the, the, the weave's too tight or the actual thread is too strong. Or, right. You know. Especially things that aren't evenly woven. Well, yeah, I was just thinking about like a damask or yes, uh, yes. something. Something like that. that's not even 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 like um something with a trico yeah, weave. Yeah. You know, it will stop because it's not an even weave. You mean it, like a twill weave? Yeah, trico. that's what I meant. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, trico means it's but it's usually a knit. But it, yeah, yeah trico is yeah, normally right. a knit because that's what right, that means. Right. Actually, uh, so it does. <laughs> so anyway, moving but, on. But what I'm saying is, it will stop. That's because right. it's every third thread or so, whatever is in you know. So you can't. Yeah, you can't tear everything. So that's called pulling a thread, and you might see somebody do that where mm-hmm. they clip the edge of the fabric along the selvage. Right. They, they pick out a thread that is a weft thread, mm-hmm. one that goes from weft, weft to right. Right. right? Yep. <laughs> And then they will start to pull it, and you can see how that thread is pulled through the fabric, and they cut along that line. Now, okay, you used to manage, like, a really nice fabric store. Like, it was not... Very high-end. You know, a big box store. It was stuff that was selected. And so, you know, I, I think oftentimes when we cut fabric in that store... We knew we were starting from a good place, too. A lot of times that was true. We knew that we were on grain mm-hmm. to begin with. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, well, know, a lot of times I would pre-cut. Like, I would go. You would make sure. Right. I would take yeah. make a start. And that's where I would get my samples, too. Yeah. I would rip off, you know, the first two or three inches or yes. whatever, um, you know, on the leader of yes. the vault. And then I would cut that up into to, uh, samples. And uh-huh. people could take samples from that. But, um, yes, and why they stopped, <laughs> well, because they don't want you to know it's off grain. That's right. Oh, I my God. Okay, that's my opinion. Oh, no, it's that, gotta be I don't true. even know if that's it's a fact. Pro- okay, well, first of all, but I think people don't understand. That's why I never buy how much I want. Oh, I buy more. Always buy more. Yeah. 
I think I think a few reasons for for this happening. Mm-hmm. I think that it can freak some people out to see their fabric. Some torn. people don't like it. Yeah, some people don't and like it. And here's another thing: if mm-hmm. it's too difficult to tear. to to tear, you can tear it, and then you get it off grain on the edge. Well, and it can't. Yeah, right. it can be damaging. It can. If it you can. don't know, the person who's delivering the fabric to you, right, right. or cutting, cutting the fabric it. for you, or whatever we want to call this, right, the uh-huh. table cutter person whatever right has to know what they're doing right okay if they don't know what they're doing they can almost make it worse have you ever torn i've torn like a polyester satin before and it sort of like i mean it almost looks like the edge is like melted well, a little bit well like it's you can distorted. actually make it go at a right angle sometimes yeah yeah no yeah, it, yes. so it's so it's not always appropriate right. to tear the fabric sometimes it can be but i do want to say one thing that you taught me you can tear fabric to find that grain. Yes. Okay. But do not tear pattern pieces. Like if you're cutting out a bunch oh, of yeah. rectangles. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, yes. If you need a bunch of two-inch strips. Oh, yeah. Don't go along and cut and tear because you're going to get some threads that are coming out from that. It also ripples the edge. Yeah, it, will, it, ripple, it can ripple, it can ripple the, edge. the edge. So what she's saying, like, I think I kind of remember this. Yes. That maybe it was like a cuff for a... um something for i think it was you know for like a christmas stocking or something uh-huh. and we were making multiples of them and, and it was, was a bunch like, of rectangles it was like at a crash show and it was long yeah. rectangles yeah. Well, yes they were technically well, they're rectangles yes. right <laughs> and some i told someone i need you know 24 of these you know four by eight or whatever yeah. and they ripped them all and of course the edges were like rippled and curled and there were pokies and all this they needed to be pressed yeah so like no get out the rotary cutter and cut them so you want you might want to tear off the bolt and find that straight yes. edge yes. but then you need to proceed to cut well right to i cut. go to i would go to my serger uh-huh serge that and then go pre-wash yes that's what you would do but like right. when we buy a bolt of like say we bought a bolt of fabric and we brought it home and then we went to like cut off of it like right a like, bolt or yes. two I'm looking at five million go ahead I might unroll that bolt like you would at a fabric store or right and find that straight yes. edge I might yes. rip but then when I proceed to cut out pattern pieces even if they're a bunch of straight edged pattern pieces. Right. I would not rip those. Never. I would cut. You need to cut. You can distort. Um, so well, the Colette, right? Colette, yeah. And, and I get. I don't know if this is a good answer for you or not. So you need to know that. Like, so wherever you go, it might be done a different way. Well, but I do know. I do know why Colette asked. And so I just want to yeah. say. Oh, one why time, did she ask? I, I feel like she asked yeah. because she's getting fabric from a fabric store that's off grain. You know, and right, she's frustrated right, by that. Right. So I, I want to commiserate with her there because one time I went and I bought some knit someplace and I wanted to make freaking square baby blankets. And so I got, I can't remember what I got. I think I just got a yard of each because right. I was kind of like, oh, I think, I, I think I'm think i only going to make these little right. blankets that are maybe. 36 by 36. Well, I was going to make them 30 by 30. Yeah, right. Okay, so I'm getting a yard, you know. Right. And when I finally got that fabric out and laid out on our cutting table, it was a trapezoid. Yeah. It was, you know, yeah. it was. And here's what happens. And it was a knit, so it could not right. have been ripped. So, so no, and knits get off very easily mm-hmm. on that bolt. It's it's one of the things about transporting knits that, that's, you know. Right, a challenge. And here's or... what's happened. Every time they cut it, it's off a little bit more, and it's oh, yeah. off a little bit more, and it's off a little bit more. And the what they should be doing 
<laughs> is unwrapping the knit from the bolt, uh-huh. holding it up and uh-huh. folding it and seeing how it hangs selvage to selvage. And if it is hanging with any sort of ripple in it, it's off grain. You have to fold it in half and make it hang without a ripple. And I had to teach Mallory that. Um, so if you ever received our So Here Box, the Knits Edition, yeah. and we cut up like 50 million yards of black double-brushed poly, it was on grain because yep. Evie made us, you know, we'd, we'd cut one. Say, nope, there's a ripple. Maybe we cut two. Right. And then we'd have to line it up again. So right. we cut your fabric on grain. But Colette, so, so you may, you know, in the past have seen it, and sometimes it's advisable, and sometimes it's not. And but I, I mean, do... you can challenge a store and yeah. say, can, you know, I, I on... think that I don't think this is on grain, grain or whatever, or you know, you should have taken back that trapezoid probably and said, look at this. Oh my you god, know. it was right. such a trapezoid. Right. No, it, now the other thing <laughs> with a knit, okay, especially <laughs> yeah. a knit. You may be able to run it through the washer and dryer, and it straightens up. Yes. But I doubt it. I It was probably cut wrong. Okay, yeah. yeah. So your fabrics can also just, this is, you know, right. not really, this is related to Colette's right. question. But if you did get fabric that's on grain, but then it, it looks like it's been distorted. Right. You can get that wet, and then you can hang that out. Right. You're re-blocking the fabric. Right, right? you're re-blocking. Yeah. And now, if it dries and it's still a little bit off... Okay, and you know that your edges are, you can pull fabric. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You, you learn to pull, and that is an art. Yeah, you if know. you can see, if you can see those threads. Right. If you, if you can see what's going on and pull that straight thread. No, 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 I'm talking about pull it into yes, shape. No, I know, oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, But if yeah. you can pull and see where that thread is, but then see that things are right. on an angle and right. not, um, and that thread is not perfect. So you may have to get, like, corner to corner, Yes. you know, on your fabric, and Basically, stretch it. When I say re-block, like right. when, when knitters block their right. shawls, right. they get them wet, yes. and they stretch them into the and shape they, make they them want. to the correct shape. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you might get this fabric wet, right. and you might need to stretch so, it into the shape you want. Um, I do know that when we used to rip fabric in the shop, people go, oh! Yeah. They, now, here's they the other out. thing is we never, if somebody asks for a yard of fabric, we cut it 38 or 39 oh, inches. Yeah. We never cut yeah. it 36. And a lot of stores will not do that. Yeah, no, I okay. always cut extra. But, you know, we always cut so that we could rip. And, you know, if it was a little bit off grain, you know, you could go home and work with it. And I don't think if you go to some big box store, they do not have the time or resources to train that right. fabric person, unfortunately, in how fabric right. works. And I just think, like, when you manage... I don't even know why they use scissors. I can't believe they don't use rotary cutters. I, that... Well, but, safety, yeah, don't you think? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Um, when you managed that fabric store, I mean, I would get freaked out about cutting people's fabric sometimes, and I knew what I was doing. Right. Like, you know, so I can only imagine. Maybe these people don't know what they don't know. But Well, I when think the one would, thing about that fabric know, store, too, is when people came in, they expected us to be able to calculate yardage for oh, them. Oh, yeah. And we had a lot of home deck and upholstery fabric. And they would say, this is my couch. You know, <laughs> how much fabric? And we would have to calculate what they needed for their couch. No, it was a it was a pretty nice place. That was that was kind of fun, wasn't it? I mean, for, for yeah. a couple of years. No, right? it was. Right? It was. Okay. Um, let us, I guess, take a little break and come back and answer an, our second question. Okay. Thank you. 
Did you know that we, SewHere.com, have patterns? That's right. We've created drafting guides that give you more control of your garment fitting and construction process. Need to get started on the perfect t-shirt? The Rhapsody is for you. Take your measurements, or those of someone you love, or someone who will pay you a million dollars, and plot them out on our pre-printed drafting guide. It's available as a tiled PDF or a large format AO file, so you have access to the drafting guide immediately after you purchase it. The Rhapsody instructions include info on how to draft for any body, no matter your size, proportions, or gender. Large busted stitchers get my useful tip on how to create the boob bump so that your shirt will fit perfectly, even if other patterns have failed you. Go to SewHere.com patterns to check out our offerings, including the Rhapsody. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. We're back. All right. Anne has a question. And this is a little, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, we can't give cut and dry answers to all these things, just like with Colette's. We promise we're not just trying to, you know, cop out here. But okay. Anne asks, are PDF patterns ruining my sewing game? I've been sewing garments for almost two years and everything I know I've learned from indie pattern makers. Sometimes different patterns have conflicting information. Do you sew a knit sleeve in before or after sewing up the bodice side seams? And I worry that I'm learning bad techniques. Of course, I supplement with everything I glean from Mal and ZD, but I still, I worry that I'm missing out on the, quote, right way to sew by using only indie patterns. Okay, so um, a couple people answered her and they were like, hey, there's no right way all the time for everything. I think she's absolutely ruined herself. And yeah, she has to start over. No. Yep, no. <laughs> She'll never be able to sew properly Man, ever I've, again. I've seen bad instructions from indie sewing right. patterns and from the big four. Yeah. And I've seen good instructions. The thing about the big four or five or two or whatever they are or now. Or just the big because one. Because the big one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the big anything. Is that for years at least they were consistent, I believe. You know, they were... You sort of knew what to expect, and the markings were the same. Yeah. You know, now, I do remember when I first started learning to sew that I felt like butterick patterns were harder to understand the instructions for some reason. Like, oh, yeah. just, yeah, just like the syntax. I don't know. I don't, yet, I liked their patterns. Hmm. So, but, and then, you know, I got to where, I barely needed to read the instructions, so it didn't matter to me. Right. You know, that's my... Or yeah. even 
I would read their instructions and then I would decide which way I was going to do yeah. it. I might not do it their way. Um, and the thing of like, does the sleeve go in before or after? It, I don't think it matters. I will tell you sometimes here's a decision that I would have, I uh-huh. might make. Uh-huh. So say I am sewing for show choir. Right. And I'm making all these knit tops. I'm making 42 knit tops, right? Right. And I know I may have some alterations coming up after these kids try these on. Yeah. I would sew the sleeve in flat. Okay. Because I would assume that I am going to have to take some side seam and maybe through the sleeve alterations. Yeah. Which means I could just zip right down that. Yes. Again. Okay. So there, I just made that decision for that reason. Right. And here's the thing. How... The more skilled you are, the more practiced you are, Right. the more it doesn't matter. The reason to put a set-in sleeve in mm-hmm. is so that you are not contorting it. Right. Okay? Putting it in flat sometimes, people will have the tendency to, con- you know, contort the fabric. Right. Okay? So that would be one reason. The other re- reason would be the underarm seam. Mm-hmm. Okay, in a flat sleeve is makes more bulk. Well, and okay, in in a woven garment, right? In a woven garment, when you have a two piece sleeve, right? Okay, you can't sew it in flat, right? Well, and there are two piece sleeves in knits too. (gasps) No, I I know, I know, right? But yes, yes, yeah. A more tailored garment probably calls for a set in sleeve, but. Here's the thing. Usually the sleeve cap on a knit sleeve is, is much lower. It right. doesn't have the ease that you have to have. And the other thing is, a lot of times it is um, symmetrical. Right. There's no difference between okay. the front and I the wanted back. To bring, I wanted to bring that up because apparently there's some kind of something going oh, on. Oh, yeah. People are, like, really upset about that. Right. Upset that that would be cut on the fold or something, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, you can you if they're symmetrical, you can cut them on the fold. Yeah, it was a very I know people question, are very upset about it. The question confused me. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing: like some you you may find, and sometimes it might matter, and sometimes it might not. Right. And I another person just asked a question in the group about surge about cover stitching. Excuse me, on a curved hem. Uh huh. And someone said, I really find it's easier to do with the garment flat and then to seam it up. And I I said, you know, Why? I've never found yeah. I've never found that I need yeah. to do that. And this other person was like, oh, I have dot, 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 dot. This is why. Um, They just found it like if you think of a shirt tail hem, mm-hmm. they found that where it goes up into the side seam was too... Um, you mean like what I'm wearing right now? Yes, was yeah. too much of an angle for them. Well, now that might be true. Yes. Then they need to change the angle if they want to do it all at one time. So... So you may recut a shape sometimes if you want to use a okay, That's why technique. I'm bringing yeah. this up, because right. the question can lead to, mm-hmm. right. you know, a, a discussion of situations and techniques. Right. So, and I don't think that you should be automatically... Um, what do I want to say? Wary or uh, doubt yourself because you've been working with indie patterns? No, I don't Because I've worked with indie patterns, and I find I, I have found um, very good instruction, and then I found not so good instruction. I'll tell you what. I was working with two different indie patterns, and they both had a fly front. And, you know, they were, they were trousers. And one of them, I was like, what the hell are these people telling me to do right, right. now? 
I was like, I'm going to follow the other indie pattern. Well, the other thing that sometimes <laughs> happens because you have all of these independents, uh-huh. right? Is they don't know the verbiage. Yeah. And they don't know what to call things. And trying to describe things to people. You have to be very careful well, about it using. It wasn't the verbiage, okay? But, right, was, but there's other things about there's other things about describing instructions, is like up and down, or yeah. you know, right or left, things like this that people really need to think about when they're writing instructions. Somebody's right. up might be somebody else's down, and things like that. Well, that wasn't the issue. Right, right. Like I think the one set of instructions was just a poorly thought out process. Like the process that yes. was complicated I, or overdone know, or yeah, something. Yeah, I was like, why yeah. the heck is this And happening? that happens too. So, um, but then I've also gone to a big four, and I've been like, why are they sewing this in so many steps. Or you've gone to a big four and the pattern piece didn't even fit. Or the, Remember? Yeah, that's that right. was on your or button downs last year. I remember. Remember that? Yes, I remember. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember also the pattern pieces being mislabeled. So uh-huh. anything can happen. But no, don't don't think just because, you know, big four right. or, or versus indie. I don't think you, you know. Well, you know, I, I'll go back to my old adage is that you need to know the rules to be able to break the rules. Right. And those rules are things like knowing if something needs to be on grain or, you know, if you're on the bias, yes, it's going to stretch. Or if you're going to use your cover stitch and there's too much of an angle, your machine might not make it. Right. Or what, you know, all those things. And, I, I, you know, I don't think I've ever constructed a pattern exactly like it said to do it. Right. So, Like just, I've always, you know, changed it or done something you know, or decided to make it my way. The answer here, because things can change yeah. so much, you know, like we talked with the sleeve. Like, right. okay, there can be certain things left over from a time when certain fabrics didn't exist. Yes. Okay. Yes. Or certain machines right. didn't exist. It's it's quite possible. So really, unfortunately, the only answer here is just to keep sewing and keep making and keep yeah. learning and the, by and doing. The, and the other thing about the sleeve, like I I learned this basically from dance wear, um, uh-huh. sewing and everything is you do, you barely want a sleeve cap in a lot of dance wear because you want it close fitting. You want it like a second set of skin in those knit garments. So you'll see like a t-shirt pattern drafted may have a bigger, you know, cap, right. bump, right? And then if maybe you go to a leotard and it's flatter. Right. Because they it's supposed so to be close down fitting. close to the skin. Right. Well, and you know, there are other things where I think people want to like make rules that don't there could not possibly be a rule about this thing. And well, what I'm bringing up uh, Yeah is uh, there was a blog post shared in the group and it was like sleeve ease sleeve cap ease doesn't need to exist and i was like well i mean unless the pattern maker wants it to i would i just thought you you can make a woven sleeve and sleeve cap with a one a complete one-to-one ratio sure but maybe the pattern maker wants it to look like something else or maybe it wants to, and i think i think about extremes of like Okay, maybe some pattern maker makes a woven garment with no sleeve cap ease, and then some other pattern maker makes, like, a leg of mutton sleeve. And I just think there is no reason to make this, like, absolute rule, like, when the process well, of garment making and, and can be so different. And sometimes there's ease. You're, you're talking about style. 
and sometimes ease is there for function. No, I know. So I, it's, it's, yeah, yes, yeah. I understand. Right. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying that's why you know the rules. Like right. if you know the rules, then you know why it's like this. Yes. Yeah, so, so I don't know. It's or just... why you don't, but yeah, I have seen this big discussion about the symmetrical sleeve and people carrying on about it and everything. And then I saw a garment someone sewed, okay? They're telling me <laughs> how great they were. It put it, And it was the most horrid sleeve insertion I had ever seen. And I thought, you're giving advice? Well, glad you posted this. So you can, you you know, can make your own decisions. Yeah. And I just thought, I, that's the other thing is like, you know, Fred brought up, she was like, on my Rhapsody, I did do an asymmetrical sleeve. She like yes. cut out a different front yeah. and a back. Yeah. And I thought, for different people's bodies. Different bodies. They and see, might like that, this or that. That's absolutely for right. For different fabrics, it might. And that's the thing about like a knit t-shirt is the fitting doesn't have to be as subtle, of course, as a, a woven garment. Right. And I thought, if you want to get into more subtle fit, for sure, do it. You know, but yeah, they this Apparently, this group had just completely said if it's if it's a pattern that's drafted with a symmetrical sleeve, it's just always wrong. Well, they, yeah, you they know? were like, "Don't buy those per those people's patterns. That that's wrong." And that now, you know, used to be if we made a tailored um, jacket, we put one sleeve in, you know, going forward, and one sleeve in going backward, so that they were both. I mean, yeah, you made sure <laughs> that they were sewn in exactly the same direction, and and. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Right. So, you know, it's, I, I don't sew like that anymore. I guess I would be wary I, of, of of people who sort of deal in absolutes. Now, I know that yes. ZD and I will, will say things like we always do this or that, but I think we provide a pretty good explanation. Like I'm trying to remember, you know, we talk about the three thread narrow. Okay. Right. That's one of, you know, those things that has been like challenged. And, and I think we've provided a lot of. All, justification and all we can say is know? it works for us that's right it that's always right. works for us we don't seem to have the problems that people are coming up with um i i think that they i think their stitch is bad well but you know right I mean, so so if you come up against somebody who says well this is always wrong or you always right. have to do this so that's where i would sort of like uh you know and that's i think that's what ann's kind of asking you, you know do you always need to put the sleeve in like right. this or like that and you know, that's why the community exists. And it's just sewing gives you so many options. You could be using a totally different fabric you know, from the test garment. You could be using a different machine. I have So you're going to have a different experience than the tester. And that's okay. You're, you know. I don't think I've ever put in a baby garment sleeve in the round. I think I almost always do them flat because they're so tiny. They're so small. Yeah. You know, and usually they're, they're big on yeah. the child anyway. Right. Like it's not made to the reason to you know you just don't even have to set it in you no just, you know i mean we're not looking at you know like a stylish fit here we're looking at covering a baby well oh you know another thing that we kind of say like never try a garment on inside out yeah and then we give a good explanation yeah. for why we think that right. you know and so so i guess when you're when you're talking about things like that, make sure that your person can give you a good sort of explanation. All you have to say is, tell oh. me why you do it that yeah. way. Yeah, That's all you have to say to mm -hmm. somebody. You don't have to say, well, you know, I never do it that way or so-and-so says not to do it that way. I'd also, say, tell me why you do it that way. I don't always look at pattern instructions with um, 
with an eye toward like judgment necessarily because I've got Oh yeah, I don't either. I will look at them and say, Oh, this is how they say to do it, but I'm gonna do it this way because right. I've sown so many of those things. Well I know that'll come yeah. with time. Or I look at it and yeah. go, Wonder why they're doing it this way. Maybe I better think about this. Yes, you I know, done is that there too. a reason mm-hmm. they're doing it this way? Now my my you know, I just don't hardly use any I'm I'm such I just do so much self drafting. Right. Um you know, I don't do a lot of patterns. I did. I actually used a, that pattern that I like that I use over and over right. for you know, costuming, because I can make it look like a '40s dress or a '50s dress, or you know, and it's easy and it's on the bias and it fits everybody. Um, I was looking at their directions and I thought, did I always sew it this way? Mm-hmm. And I went back to a dress. You know, I went and looked at one I had already constructed, and I was like. Yeah, I didn't think I did. Yeah, you, know, so you did it a different way. Yeah, I had, way. you know, yeah. I think the first time I made it, I did it their way. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Especially um, when it's sort of just like an order of right. operations kind right. of thing. Right. I will often change that. Well, and oftentimes I'm changing that pattern anyway because yeah. I'm I'm making, you know, I'm going for a certain look. Right. And, you know, I just did a little mod. We'll talk about this in, a, in another podcast where I put a different type of zipper in a garment yes. from what they recommended. And why I told you that that's why I always put that and, in And then my, we kind of yes. talked about it. And then yes. I thought, yeah, it was the Jenny trousers. And I thought, okay, she kind of, they can be overalls too. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, what if I made a pair of overalls that I was going to like wear out to garden or something? Right. Would an invisible zipper not be good for that versus a lap zipper? I don't know. I don't, you know. See, I wouldn't put a zipper in overalls at all. She... Because I would have the pockets open. Yeah, so buttons. she does. Yeah. She she has a hack for that too. Yeah. she's got the buttons too. Yeah. Um, if you want to do it that way, but then yeah. she gives the zipper option yeah. as well. And so I'm like, oh, there's just different contexts. Well, for different. It might depend on how you like to go to the bathroom. That's right. That's right. right. Or it depends on you know the look you want. So anyway, and you know you're gonna like trust your instincts and you're gonna try things out. I think just be- I think just because she asked the question, good, she's that's okay. Good sign. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So and sometimes you're gonna make a mistake, and that's okay. Okay, like you got to do it in sewing. You have to be like, crap, I just well, made the wrong choice. You a good know? indie pattern, any good pattern, will have not only what I call an instruction sheet or mm-hmm. instructions, it will also probably have like a guide sheet or some sort of index that says this marking means this, mm-hmm. this means this. If if you see this symbol, you want to do this. You know, they will clarify their symbols. Okay, there's... Also, I think quite the spectrum of indie patterns. I do okay. too. Yeah. Like closet case and cashmere and grain line. It's like they've really got some high quality like printing and, and products right. out there. Okay. Right. And then I remember an employee of ours buying a pattern from like an indie sewing kind of like database. And it was not a good product like the tutorial was written out terribly and i thought oh my god somebody did this like in paint and i mean mean, you know it was it was not it was not well illustrated it was da 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 da. so you know i guess i do want to put that out there um but yeah i i think it's good to be thoughtful about those things so that's our that's our kind of a Weird answer I, yeah. for you, Anne. <laughs> These are not. It's like we're politicians. Yeah, that's right. We have no yes or no answers. We're, we I, have to give you the history of the world before we. I can. hope you don't think we're equivocating. No, on but that. I think it's a good question. Uh-huh. I think you're right for for wondering instead yes. of just accepting information. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, if the information seems weird, 
think about it. Yeah. Or, you know, the thing is, is you can email those people now and say, I'm not understanding this. Uh, yeah. You know, that is the one thing that you couldn't do. I mean, we didn't even have 800 <laughs> numbers until I was like, what, in my 30s or something. So, you know, you... You know, you can email somebody and say, you know, here you have this instruction and I've never done this. I'm not sure I understand it. Can you tell me why it's done this right, way? Right. And I, you know, I hesitate to call out or, or to detail everything I ever change about everybody's patterns, you know, all the time. Um, but if I do review a pattern, you know, I try to try to do that a little bit. Like if there's a waistband I'm not even looking at the instructions. Well, you, you know, know it, I mean, it, I'm just. I think yeah. I think a lot of times people develop a way that they put in their waistband. Yeah. After yeah. you've sewn for a while and you've done so many waistbands, you're like, "This is the way I put in a waistband," mm -hmm. you know, and you glance at how they've done it or whatever and go, "Yeah, that's not my way." Yeah, and especially I'm if it's well go, marked. Right. I'm going my way. I know how to do this. Like right. there, I know a, how I want it to wind up. Yeah. There's a yeah. tabbed waistband on those trousers, right. and I thought, "Oh, well, I'm, okay," but I'm just doing it the way I want yeah. to do it. You know. Yeah. And so anyway, okay. Well. I think that was uh, the. I thought we'd be able to answer more, but we'll do another one of these. So if you have any questions, you can always email us, uh, or you can ask in the Facebook group. Or if you have a podcast idea, yeah, absolutely. we may do it or do it in the late future or near future or far these future. Questions were from November. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> well, it's only April. It's March. Yeah. Well, almost April. Almost, almost April. Okay. What year is it, Mom? 2019. Can you I've count been told. backwards? Can I've you count told. backwards from 100 by sevens? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. You can email me at mallory at sohere.com or you can get a hold of us on Instagram. It'd be so wonderful if you would follow us there. That would be um, really helpful to us. We are so here calm. And ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.